Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. St. Louis County Prosecutor Wesley Bell last week dropped his bid for U.S. Senate to take up another run, this time a challenge to Representative Cori Bush in the upcoming Democratic primary for Missouri's first congressional district seat. A bit later in the show, we'll hear from Representative Bush. But first, let's get to Wesley Bell. Bell is a former city council member for Ferguson, and in 2018, he defeated longtime St. Louis County Prosecutor Bob McCullough in the Democratic primary. St. Louis Public Radio political correspondent Jason Rosenbaum talked with Wesley Bell. So I'm going to start off with a simple question. Why did you decide to run for the first congressional district? There were a, a culmination uh, of, of events, I, I would say. Um, before I got in the race, uh, I would get calls, emails, messages um, asking me to consider running in this race. And um, and you know, if you uh, if you recall, uh, there was a time where we were working with the circuit attorney's office to help with that transition. There was talk of potentially our office helping to manage things for indefinitely or short time, long time. Um, and, um, and, and so I was willing to commit to that and put off any Senate run, um, until that worked itself out. Um, um, and then obviously once I announced in that race, um, every, uh, it would seem like almost every call, every conversation with a supporter, a potential supporter would be, yeah, I'll support you. Maybe you got a shot in that race, but man, you should really consider running in the district, you know, for District One. Um, and but you know, I, 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 that wasn't where wasn't on my mind at the time. Um, and so, ironically, as I get around the state and I'm talking to folks um, around the state, um, the consistent chorus, if you will, was, um, you you know, your district. Um, needs more effective representation for, um, and different folks would have different reasons. Um, and Kansas City, that was um, one of the repeating, reoccurring themes, if you will. Um, and and then on, uh, more recently, I'd been to D.C. a few times and met with folks, but more recently uh, met with a lot of folks, you know, and all these meetings were set up with respect to the Senate run. And Every single one was okay. Well, you know, we'll, we'll support you. you. You know, you 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 may have a shot. Uh, polling was good, but um, there's a lot that you can do in your home district, and you really need to think about it. And um, and when I got home from that trip, it was the first time that I, you know, I, I thought to myself, okay, I'm gonna seriously think about it. And once I decided to do that, I talked with my family, I talked with my team. Uh, but once I decided to, to, to give it serious consideration, uh, the decision was easy. I thought that we, um, uh, we needed more uh, steady and effective leadership, not only um, here at home and with the challenges in this, in this region, but also on the national stage. Uh, it's a dangerous world. 
Um, I think we need folks who understand the nuance and complexities of it um, uh, because there will not be a World War IV. Um, and, and so we have to make certain that we are careful with our words. We're careful and understanding uh, of, of that, that the idea that our words matter, particularly when you're uh, uh, a, uh, a congressperson or on, on, on that stage. Um, and so for a, a number of reasons, I felt and I knew that this was the right decision. I've talked to lots of first district residents and some were very excited and happy that you were running and others were frankly disappointed. And here's like one of the comments I got from St. Louis resident Cindy Marich. How amazing would it have been to come together with all this like political power that we have in this energy in our city and in our state in a red state to put that put to put that collective goodwill and action and call for justice and change around two stellar candidates and now we have to make the decision but for one what would you say to some of your people that have supported you in the past and supported you for the senate race who may be disappointed that you have changed course i do agree that we need uh to come together, and and I think I have a track record of doing just that in in Ferguson, um, in order to to start to help right that ship and bring some of the changes, community policing, court reforms, and you know getting getting Ferguson off of the front page and off CNN for negative things every single day. It required bringing people together, and there were a lot of factions, competing factions, who didn't want to come to talk. To, to come together, much less talk. Uh, but we were able to work through those challenges, work through those differences, and we were able to bring Ferguson to a better place. Now, we know there's still work to do, but we were able to do that by bringing uh, folks together. And then as a St. Louis County prosecutor, um, you know, we're, this is 88 municipalities, 55 police departments. Um, and and if you're not willing to work together in this county, you're not getting anything done. But from the day after I, I won, uh, I won the election, we got to work to building those relationships. And we've been able to expand treatment programs, helping folks need, struggling with mental health and substance abuse. But also we've, we've made certain that we did the other part of our job, which is uh, prosecuting serious and violent crimes. And, and that's why we built so much goodwill, not just in with our stakeholders, but also on the law enforcement side. Um, and, and, and I think that that's what we need more of in D.C. Uh, when I look at, and I mentioned before, uh, visiting Kansas City on, on, the, on the Senate run, um, the consistent, consistent refrain was that um, we, we were not getting, that they, that our uh, congressperson was not working with, uh, with, with, with folks on that side of the state. And then when I hear the same things, talking to our stakeholders on, uh, in D.C. and then what I see from my own vantage point, in order to move this region forward, it requires, it absolutely requires us to work together. Um, and so um, I think that our district uh, deserves uh, steady and, and more, and more uh, impactful uh, um, leadership. This is nothing personal against our congressperson currently. Uh, but I think that I've made a career on doing that, uh, on bringing people together, being transparent and, and showing up. Folks know that I'm going to be there. And that's exactly what I intend to bring to D.
D.C. in the congressional seat. How much did Congresswoman Bush's statements or policy positions on Israel inform your decision to run against her? You know, like I said before, it was a culmination of things. And and obviously, um, those statements uh, were offensive to a lot of folks, um, a lot of, of her constituents. Um, what I what I hoped is that when the congressperson got into office, that um, uh, there would be more growth into the role, into the role of 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 governing, and um, and I and I think those comments um, show a lack of understanding of the nuance and complexities of of an issue that is literally hundreds of years in the making. Um, and it's just, um, uh, but, but for a lot of folks who, um, many of whom believed in her and, and wanted to give her an opportunity, uh, people were dis- very disappointed with, with those statements. And, and yeah, they, they contributed, they played a, a role, but um, voting against the infrastructure bill, which was a huge, huge um, uh, undertaking, bringing a lot of jobs and helping folks right here in this district was very disappointing. Looking at v- joining uh, MAGA Republicans and voting against raising the debt ceiling um, what was very disappointing. Um, and, 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 you know, quite frankly, she's missed a lot of votes. And that means that our district and each one of those uh, votes did not get representation. And so uh, there's a lot of reasons. Um, again, it's, it's, it is not personal at all. Uh, but I do believe I owe my constituents, um, um, I owe them to give them, to put my best forward to make certain that this district gets the representation that it deserves. Have you gotten any commitments from groups like APAC or DMFI that they will financially support your campaign? Um, I haven't gotten any um, commitments um, from any of those organizations. Um, and But I'll say this, um, I think I think folks know me um, and they know what I stand for and they know what they're going to get from me. I'm going to I'm going to be I'm going to I'm going to look at both sides of issues. We're going to we're, I'm going to I'm going to explain myself. We're going to be transparent. Um, I have a mantra. I don't do anything I can't defend or explain. Um, but most importantly, with this job, a, a person told me a long time ago, a big part of the job is showing up and uh, f- folks in this district know I'm going to show up, even as the county prosecutor, when I would get calls to come to the city for to visit a school or visit a community organization. I'm, I was showing up. Uh, my, my staff, they, they, they jokingly call me Yesly because I, <laughs> because I, I, I try to show up and say yes to every to every any organization wanting to talk to me. Um, and I'm going to continue to do that uh, um, as the next congressperson. That's St. Louis County Prosecutor Wesley Bell, who last week dropped his bid for U.S. Senate in order to challenge Representative Cory Bush in the upcoming Democratic primary. In a little bit, we'll hear what Bush has to say. But let's get back to Jason Rosenbaum's conversation. There are some people who are very upset with Congresswoman Bush's comments on Israel. There are other people, like Jonathan Hunt of of St. Louis, who actually support a lot of what she said, including her call for a ceasefire in Gaza. You know, I, I see these polls after poll that says the American people, by and large, do not support, uh, you know, Israel just killing people indiscriminately. And she and, and yet, you know, our political class does not represent that at all. 
and she's one of the few that does. That's Jonathan Hunt of, of St. Louis. What a lot of Cori Bush's allies would say is that she is advocating for a position that is becoming increasingly popular. We saw uh, Senator Dick Durbin say that a ceasefire may be in the offing. Why do you think your position on this will be more in line with what first district voters think? You know what, let's put this in context. This country was attacked on 9-11. And there was no, there was not, I I don't recall any leader saying that we need to, um, um, we should not respond. Uh, And and I want to be clear, we all want to see peace in that region. But Israel was attacked by a terrorist organization that, a, a, a terrorist organization that in their charter spells out that Israel should be destroyed. Now, and, and let me just be clear, the county, St. Louis County has a charter. That, that is the, 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 uh, the, the, the document that establishes the rule of law in St. Louis County. And in Hamas's charter, it states that, the Isra- that Israel should be destroyed. And so it is very interesting to me when I hear people take things out in, in a vacuum as if thousands of Israelis were not killed, innocent people, um, young, old, um, and, everything, and everyone in between, unspeakable horrors. And we are not expecting Israel to be able to defend itself. And, 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 and what I would also say to Mr. Hunt um, is that the, the question that I would ask is that if these terrorist organizations laid down their arms, would there be peace? And we all know the answer to that. It's yes. But if Israel laid down its arms, this flip the switch off on the Iron Dome, it would be destroyed. Uh, and we, again, we all want peace in this region, in, in, in the Middle East. We all want to keep the door open for a two-state solution. I don't know how we move toward that, but we want and to keep that And I think that, that a, lot of, a lot of anxiety is around, like, is Israel's response killing a lot of innocent civilians? And I think that even people that understand why Israel is doing what they're doing in Gaza see what's happening from their response and— have a, I think some of them have a lot of misgivings about it, and a lot of people are frankly outraged by it. But I'd like you to address that point. You know, and we have to understand in the world, in this dangerous world that we live in, in this nuclear age, diplomacy matters. And there are going to be times when um, um, th- those, that, that machinery is moving, but you know, maybe it's not moving fast enough to some folks, uh, but you know, Israel was attacked, and and if you compare it to the United States, it would be almost as if fifty thousand people were killed in the U.S. compared compared to the Israel and its size. Uh, and so, I think that it's uh, I, I think that it's important that we have a unified front, that we allow our president um, to to initiate those. Uh, that diplomacy and work with um, work with uh, with with Israel as well as uh, uh, um, you know trying to uh, deal with these issues in a manner 
that is, you know, responsible, but is also recognizing that we have to, to allow, I mean, Israel has to be able to defend itself. Israel, we, and, and, and I, and I got to say this too, Jason, we have to stand with our allies. We have to stand with our fellow democracies. Um, we have to let our fellow democracies in Ukraine and Israel know that they are not alone. We cannot stand with terrorist organizations. These are organizations that are intentionally targeting innocent people at a concert. This is, this is, this is not the same. So another sentiment that I've heard is that a competitive and expensive race in the first congressional district will be a lot of, a lot of energy, a lot of resources, um, when Missouri Democrats are not doing well statewide. The St. Louis resident Joe Ely made that point to me right here. I feel like there's enough political turmoil and infighting amongst parties that if someone really needs to ask himself, like, is this worth spending money on? Like, should we spend more money and energy on running a campaign when people are somewhat mostly happy with Cori Bush or she is at least fighting still for St. Louis in a way that I would have thought that he would want it to? What do you kind of make of the idea that this is going to be a lot of divisiveness and a lot of energy and money when maybe the party needs to be thinking more broadly? I, I think it's a very good question, and I'm going to answer them out of order. Sure. Um, this is the democratic process. Um, if if uh, this is what our uh, country is built on um, and, and the idea that a seat belongs to an individual um, is completely against our whole fundamentals of, of democracy um, and, and, and what we all stand for. And, and I think that um, when I look at the infrastructure bill that she voted against, and, and I am still completely at a loss for words with respect to that because of the resources that it brings and that, that it brought, has broadened as a result and how needed it was and how it impacts people in this district directly. Um, again, as I mentioned, um, voting with MAGA Republicans to, 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 to not increase the debt ceiling, that impacts people right here. It impacts Medicaid, our most vulnerable. Um, at the end of the day, our government is, is the, 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 the whole um, um, idea of our government is that we work together. And in, 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 in a divided country like we are now, it is more important um, to work together to be able to bring changes, um, um, real changes to this district. And, and for the first uh, and to the first question, the first part of her question is that um, I have a track record of bringing people together. Um, and in this election, it is not it is not personal at all. It's just that I think that our our district deserves better leadership. Um, you will not hear me come at go at the congressperson personally. Um, obviously, I, uh, anyone's record is 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 fair game to discuss and have constructive conversations about. But I would uh, call on her as I will um, as I will do the same is uh, I will do my best uh, that uh, to make certain that this doesn't become divisive and, and personal and 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 and, and ugly. We're going to talk. We're going to have constructive conversations about the issues. We're going to have constructive conversations about both our records and the voters can compare our records and make an informed decision and I'm asking for their support in this election.
coming up, we'll talk with Jason and hear what Representative Bush has to say. This is St. Louis on the Air, St. Louis Public Radio. Welcome back. Before the break, we heard St. Louis County Prosecutor Wesley Bell talk about why he's challenging Representative Cory Bush. St. Louis Public Radio political correspondent Jason Rosenbaum joins me now. Jason, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Let's get straight to it. What did Cory Bush say about Israel? She said a lot. She's emerged as one of the leading voices calling for a ceasefire to the violence in Gaza. Um, She has been very critical of the Israeli government. She's accused them of ethnic cleansing. And I actually asked her about that. And she basically told me that the reason she's using that term is the things that are happening in Gaza right now fit the literal definition by the United Nations of of, of ethnic cleansing. Mm -hmm. And let's actually hear what it is Bush said to you directly. When one ethnic or religious group acts to remove the civilian population of another ethnic or religious group from a certain geographic area by violent or terror-inspiring means, that is the definition of ethnic cleansing by the United Nations. So whatever coercive practices that are used to remove that population, whether it be displacement and and deportation of the civilian population, robbery of personal property, attacks on hospital, medical personnel, destruction of property, deliberate military attacks or threats um, on civilian and civilian areas. That is the definition. That is what it is. So we spoke about what it is. It is my job Part of my job is to actually speak to what is happening so we can actually get to the root so that we can actually fix the problem. I am not going to pity pat anything. I am not going to sugarcoat anything because the people of St. Louis did not send me to Congress to 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 uh, pacify people and to make people feel comfortable. They sent me to, to D.C. to make sure that I'm speaking for those who are marginalized and oppressed. Now, St. Louis area Jewish leaders recently wrote to Cory Bush. They wrote, quote, to accuse Israel of ethnic cleansing as it seeks to defend itself and locate hundreds of hostages still held captive in Gaza, taken only because they were assumed to be Jews, is sickening, unquote. The letter went on to demand an apology and say that Bush is intentionally fueling anti-Semitism. Here's what Bush told you, Jason, in response to those accusations. I'm going to continue to fight for humanity, Jason, at the end of the day, regardless of who you are. And even those folks that signed that letter, if they call my office and say, Corey, but I have a need, I'm going to be right there. I'm not going to turn my back because someone is someone is mad at me. And so um, and we've heard from Jewish constituents all across the district who do support the positions I've taken. I've had people sob on the phone because they feel supported and I can send you those messages. I appreciate the diversity within the St. Louis Jewish community and I'll just continue to be engaged and I'll continue to represent every single one of my constituents. So Jason, is there anything that you have to add to what we've just heard now from Representative Bush? I, I would agree with her because on, on the diversity of opinion of the Jewish community. I talked to 25 voters for this story, and a number of them were Jewish. And people 
have wildly different opinions about what's going on in Gaza right now. Um, a lot of people feel a lot of angst and anger and sorrow. I've also talked to several Palestinians who are feeling the same way. Um, and I, I do agree that the, no, nobody has the same opinion on this. Um, but I do think that the fact that Congresswoman Bush is speaking out on this issue has touched a nerve in both ways mm -hmm. among people who feel like her comments are out of line and, frankly, people who are, are, are really heartened by the fact that somebody is speaking up for the Palestinians when it's not super popular in American politics. Mm -hmm. Now, Wesley Bell said that Bush's comments about Israel were just part of the reason he's challenging her. And in your conversation, Bell said his polling in the U.S. Senate race was good. But what were his prospects of winning the Democratic primary there? And even if he'd been victorious, how would have he had done unseating Republican Senator Josh Hawley? It's, it's hard to... That's always a hard thing to like look into alternate history about what would have happened if Wesley Bell would have stayed in the race. He was not raising as much money as uh, Lucas Kuntz was, and Kuntz has already run for the Senate. He has a very solid organization. He has a lot of supporters. He has a lot of supporters, even though Kuntz is white. He has a lot of prominent African American supporters. Mm -hmm. um, so, and there was also another African American in the race, State Senator Carla May. So that was going to complicate his efforts. But I don't know. I, I think it would have been an uphill battle for him to take on Holly, even though Holly is um, not very popular among Democrats. There's not a lot of national Democratic groups who feel that he's vulnerable at this point, but he may be in the future. Yeah, Bell accused Bush of being absent and missing a lot of votes. Has she? I have not checked every single vote that Cori Bush has done. I do know that recently she had COVID, so she had to miss some votes for that reason. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like that is kind of like a low-hanging fruit criticism in congressional campaigns. Mm -hmm. And in the just last 30 seconds, what's the outlook for this congressional primary, especially considering GOP voters voting in the Democratic primary? I think this primary is going to be very divisive, and I think it's going to be contentious. Um, and I think it's going to be a big test about how views on Israel are, are, are seen by St. Louis voters. Mm -hmm. And then also Bush said something about endorsement. Can you just leave us with that? Bush said that Bell asked for her endorsement. Bell's campaign told me that that was just an early call gauging support from political elected officials. Jason Rosenbaum is political correspondent for St. Louis Public Radio. Jason, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. This episode was produced by Alex Hoyer and Jason Rosenbaum. Podcast design by Aaron Dorr. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks.
St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.